Mac Miller, Malcolm James McCormick, born January 19, 1992, passed away on September 7th of 2018, born out of Point Breeze, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mac Miller began his career at 15 in 2007 in the local uh, Pennsylvania rap scene. First album, Kids, or Kicking Incredibly Dope Shit, released in 2010 as he graduated high school at 17. The kid was already making money. All right, then he went on uh, Between Kids and Blue Slide Park, which was released in 2011. He had a The Best Day Ever album, which was more of a, a compilation of LPs, unreleased uh, items that were separated between the two. And then you go on to um, Watching Movies with the Sound Turned Off in 2013, his most reputable acclaimed album for sure. Um, Good AM was released in 2015, then The Divine Feminine, 2016, then Swimming in 2018, which is a compilation album partnered with Circles, which was released in 2020 by his family and his producers after his death. In 2013, Mac founded the uh, Remember Music imprinted label, named after a deceased friend of his, that uh, focused on local Pittsburgh artists as well as uh, releases for Mac Miller's alter egos like Delusional Thomas. Uh, after he released the Watching Movies with the Sound Turned Off, Mac left Roshner Records to sign with another major label, Warner Brothers Records. We're all familiar with them. Uh, in 2014, where he would go on to release the next four albums of his career, which can all be heavily attributed to the incredible mainstream success Miller gained before his death in 2018 due to a drug overdose at the tragically young age of 26 years old. During his career, and posthumously, Mac Miller received countless awards and recognitions for his body of work and the productions he was involved with, with many other big-name artists such as Kendrick Lamar, Pharrell, Saya, Wiz Khalifa, and, and many, many more. Easy Mac was an inspiration to an unfathomable number of artists and musicians, as well as fans across the world, and he continues to this day to motivate and influence the minds of millions, much like the birth of this podcast, like we said it in the promo. This is, you know, what we started this for was based on uh, going through an artist's discography from front to back and following that person. So thank you for everything that you gave the world, Mac. So who the fuck is Mac Miller? Let's find out. This is the very first episode of Disc OG's podcast. How's everyone doing tonight? Fantastic, dude. Yeah? yeah great. Yeah. Super nervous, but great. Yeah? Well, ooh, got the jitteries in there. Yeah. Butterflies. Yeah. Uh. Butterflies? <laughs> yeah, Isn't it cool to feel things? Yes. Yeah. To get all excited about stuff again? That's why I was so excited to start this today because, uh, you know, after talking about the changes that we were going to make for VBNC in 2021 and all the exciting new things that were coming. But then uh, my parents had to stay with us for a bit, had a few COVID scares between a couple of other people and the, and the, the other podcast involved. So we had to take some breaks and stay safe for everybody and help family out and do that. So that took precedence in the beginning of the year, but it also kind of put my excitement on hold mm -hmm. where I was like, I'm just waiting mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm, started. Mm -hmm. And now we've started and it feels like everything's rolling and I'm really, really excited to have jumped into this. Yes, dude. Yeah, I've been waiting for it ever since the promo. A couple of people listened to it. Uh, got some pretty good reviews. So now that's a lot of pressure to not disappoint. Yeah, know? man. I mean, I've, I've been like super excited to, like about Mac Miller. Like 
for a while, I kept up with them, and then life happened, and I just did whatever, and I only heard, like, hits. Like, when a music video came out, I'd, wa I'd watch that. So I was really excited to finally just dive all the way in, sink my teeth all the way in. So, I mean, that's another reason I was, wasn't upset about, like, it's almost the end of January, and now we're starting, because, like, I really wanted to, like, yeah, take the vibe time. on it, man. I wanted to put my sunglasses on, For sit sure. back. Well, you know, and so I didn't, uh, we'll get into that later, yeah. but I, you know... Having n known nothing of Mac Miller at all, and then listening to every single song that's in his formal discography, and then all the extra singles and re unreleased things later, um, you said it. You advocated yourself. You think everyone should be a Mac Miller fan? They should. I I stand with that, man. I hashtag everyone should be a Mac Miller fan, mm -hmm. undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. So before we actually get into stuff, uh, let's do some formal introductions. I know everybody was probably a little lost uh, during the promo. They're like, who am I supposed to even care about is making this podcast? But now everyone. You're gonna, if you made it this far, now you're really enticed. So thank you. Uh, and so to my left here is my man, Chris. Chris, why don't yeah. you introduce yourself? Buddy? I'm Chris Frederick, um, Fetty Slop on Instagram. Follow me. Follow the... The Disco G's um, Instagram, I leave, I run that too. Um, yeah, man, I'm just big music fan. I was always locked in my room as a kid. Didn't have, didn't care to have friends. I just listened to music and vibed out all the time. So. Yeah, dude, and we became friends uh, by, you know, I worked at Hot Topic when I was 16, and Chris worked at Spencer's, Spencer's, which was right across the mall, and we were both teenage door greeters, and so we would just yeah. uh, mess with people in the breezeway, like in the walkway between the two stores, and just like two rambunctious idiots all yes. right yeah. who are leading you're trying to get these people in and i see what you're going for like hey you're you're ambitious and crazy and you're right? fun you're, you're yeah, fun yeah. get out there <laughs> and i think we deterred more people than we brought in because no, like, i had a, I had, a, I had like an air bazooka and i would like shoot people in the face with a puff of air all the <laughs> time air? Yeah. one time i knocked this little like this, this little native kid flat down i, <laughs> I, I, I ran away he's running in the coat yeah yeah and yeah. this kid's like just learned how to run like barely and he's running down the hall just screaming and chris just pulls out this bazooka <laughs> pop him, and he just falls down but he was well padded this kid had like eight coats on mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah no i was the kid in school who always wore the band tees like if you wanted a new band come ask me yeah um yeah. and then, then like a, like middle of the high school i started getting into like way more rap and then that's where mac miller came right in yeah for me so yeah, man. Well, that's definitely, you know, it's we all have a really eclectic palette for music, and that's, you know, why this wouldn't work any other way. You know, as far as being a niche thing, you kind of run out of uh, one genre eventually, you know, not for a long time, but eventually you could. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I've always been that kid, too, where my iPod was, dude, it went from Frank Sinatra yes. to Cato Decapitation yep. to Eminem to Wu-Tang, uh, you know, to some polka, just all kinds of, oh, and, you know, Garth Brooks. You know, yes, country, dude. everything, dude. <laughs> Britney Spears, In Sync. You know, uh, my favorite album of all time, is Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park, dude. It's oh my god! I just discovered, I just discovered the twentieth anniversary, twentieth anniversary gold edition, and uh, I listened to it all day at work one day, and I got through all the demos and all the extra things, and I was like, man, that's so good. And I thought it had changed over, and I look on the like the the playlist for the next tracks. 
and it was insane, dude, how many songs this thing has. And I was like, I've got to find this on vinyl now. But it's on Spotify, and that's good enough. But uh, It's probably going to be like 10 vinyls, dude. Yeah, that's fine. It's a whole, a whole rollout. Well, look, I'm not going to use them. They'll go what? in frames in the studio, <laughs> and then I'll just use Spotify to listen to them. So. I thought you were a Wu-Tang fan. You got to scratch them, motherfucker. Mm, yeah, well, not those. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get, eventually, I'll be rich enough to own two sets of them, and one will be the scratch one. I'm going to come over. Ones. Yeah? yeah? And play yeah. with them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sitting across from me, we have uh, my beautiful wife, Sayla. Sayla, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Um, Thanks for coming. Yeah. So you already said <laughs> a long I'm drive your wife. For you, <laughs> yeah. I track down the hallway. See, that's why I get to be a part of it because I've just been hanging around you for the last ten years, and one of the things that we bonded over was music. So, and then I just inherited Chris as a friend through him. Mm-hmm. So it'll happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. You take on. Uh, she plays the mother role. Yeah. That was, I, was, I was gonna say like. I need a mom sometimes, dude. Yeah, so that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that's um, a, all of my friends. They show up <laughs> all weathered and tattered and just beaten up in life, and they come and they get a warm meal and uh, get some motherly love from Sayla, and uh-huh. we fix them up and send them back on their way. And, you know, yeah, no, I've done it. I've done it more than once. It reminds yeah. me of uh, that Lost Dog Street Band. Have you ever heard them? Yes. The the band Terrible but True, mm. uh, or the the song, um, and where it's he's talking about. You know, he always comes back like all drugged out and beaten up and homeless and stuff and she like loves him and fixes him up and sends him back on his way and then it's a tragically beautiful song mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll get into Lost Ox Street Band and a good folk band way later but maybe way later you know maybe, you never know yeah. <laughs> and uh sitting to my right we have uh the insatiable <laughs> the infamous Paris the host of uh, another motherfucking podcast you can find on all major platforms. I do listen regularly. Paris uh, is a local musician here in Hot Springs. Um, all of his music can be found on Spotify, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everything. I highly recommend after this episode you go uh, check out and subscribe to another mo- motherfucking podcast by Paris because uh, the the quality of production and the heart that this kid puts into everything he does and and the the gift that you get that is anything he produces be it a podcast um a music video an album that he's working on right now and some other stuff he's got in the mix not only that uh working on a baby dude working on a baby (laughs) so paris thank you for coming today man how are you i'm good man uh first and foremost glad to be here honored uh thank you for the introduction man (laughs) made me feel like a star yeah well hey look I just you did you did all the things, all right. You are who you are in life, and uh, and then the words just came out because I mean, yeah, we just trying right? to get like you now. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I, I like to add though, uh, watching you lead is so nice because I don't have to do it. Yeah, it's just ah, just sit back. Yeah, I wonder what like one you. day I'll know what that's like. To, you know, not have to really. That's what the baseball banner. You know, we just sit down and start talking and then hit record. But to lead a a, a more scripted, put together thing. Um, subjected uh, yeah exactly you know <laughs> one day look chris is gonna take over the captain's chair and, and we're just getting into it all i right? run that keyboard though no, <laughs> i'll run the keyboard that's <laughs> i'll run the keyboard um paris is with us today because we aim to have many many guests on the show on every episode that we do that's directed to one specific specific artist or band um like chris said it's not going to be a weekly thing um some artists are going to have much more albums 
and a larger discography mm-hmm. than others, and, and some will just have, um, you know, uh, a smaller set. And it's not going to be an every week thing, but we aim to release an episode every week. But not every week's going to be about mm-hmm. that art. It's not going to be, you know, there's going to be part twos, part threes, and whatnot. Um, but there will be in between episodes where we get together, maybe catch up on where we're at in the set, um, our thoughts to that point. Uh, but we do plan to have people in and out and have reoccurring guests. And uh, of course, you know, Paris, you're going to get an opportunity at the end of the show to tell everyone about all the things you're doing and uh, help promote you as an artist because not only. You know, are we trying to do this? But we're also trying to build up that community, you know? Everybody yeah, else that's doing this stuff together. That's a noise cult. Oh, noise cult. All right, hashtag be heard 2021, right? So follow that. Oh, get that going. Yes. Um, and, you know, we, ju- we just want to have fun. So Paris is a huge Mac Miller fan. This kid wears a different Mac Miller shirt three <laughs> times a week. I've never seen the same one twice, but they're all worn out and dope as fuck. Um, and so yeah, that's I knew he was the guy to talk to when we all – I hit Chris up. And I said, what do you know about Mac Miller? Because one day... Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, <clears throat> what led you to just, like, out of nowhere, I'll listen to Mac Miller today. Yeah, well, I, I can't tell you... Ex- oh, okay, actually, you know what? I think I think I do know what it is. Um, I never... This is, this is my shameful admittance right here. Um, I didn't care about Mac Miller ever growing up. I never... Even in 2010, like I was at that, we're we're all the same age as him. You know, it was mm-hmm, it should mm-hmm. have been inspirational to me, and for some reason it wasn't. I, well, I mean, you also didn't like you didn't like party party in, in school. Yeah, like, and I was that weird emo you would, kid. You even go to like, like a birthday. You, oh, you, I, was, you was a wallflower, dude. <laughs> no, I was, I was skating around town and getting high like in cemeteries and stuff. But not, but like here's the thing. Let me let me rephrase that because people are like in cemeteries, of course. You and it wasn't because I was emo. It's because in Hot Springs, between my friend's house and my dad's house, there was nowhere that wasn't lit up in town that you could hide from authorities or from adults, except for in the middle of the cemetery at the top of the hill at this mausoleum. We could sit in the center. You're talking about Greenwood? Yes, Greenwood. I know, I know exactly where you're talking you about. You can sit <laughs> in it and you can see all around you, but nobody could see you in there. And we met there so often as a teenager that like we wore the grass out where we would <laughs> sit and we would just laugh and kick our feet. And so there was like a like a floor mat of dirt on the ground where we that's where we always sat and uh, i still go back there sometimes and be like that grass is a different color so it's not the same now my question is what were you doing that you didn't want people to see you oh we were getting high oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, just that and we're like just who, that yeah just that it, who who would have cared you know but at the time my mom would have really cared dude well, my parents had no idea where i was so i was like i don't know who i'm hiding from but it was better than being at home yeah yeah doing. and it's, it's just you know then you go out and skate around town but um but no i just i never did listen to mac miller i don't i don't know why shame and i wasn't into like i didn't really even know at the time frat rap was a thing because of course i wasn't in college and i wasn't like i, I guess the closest thing okay i say that Asher Roth was uh, that's, probably that's the king of frat <laughs> rap, dude. King of frat rap, and I did have that "Asleep in the Bread" aisle album, um, but it's just because that one fucking banger, you know. <laughs> I love college, uh, but so, anyways, it got to the point where, <coughs> excuse me, it just seemed like a thing to not listen to it anymore. Like, kind oh, like yeah, Game yeah, of okay, yeah, okay, no, I, okay, okay. Game All of right. Thrones, I've watched up to season two, but I just don't care about it. And at this point, 
I feel like it's a statement to not finish it than to be like, well, I might as well just go ahead and see what the rest of the world was excited about. No, At dude, this point, I'm just you don't want to end up bitching like the rest of the world did. <laughs> exactly. So they weren't like, happy, so I just saved myself the trouble. You did. You I didn't did. Get invested. And so, um, but then I was working at Maxine's, and it was 2018, and uh, the news came across that Mac Miller had passed away. And with no reason to anything, I was like, all right, great. Another shitty rapper out the door. Who cares? And I, yeah, and I didn't. I was a terrible person at that time, and I was working through a lot, and I had a lot of hate towards myself. Uh, so I said things that just were unprecedented. And I I regret that now because not only am I a huge fan now, I missed out on a lot not being a fan back then. And mm-hmm. I take back in the universe just putting that out there. I take that back, you know. Um, I think you're allowed to do that. I think yeah, I think you can. I think, yeah, I mean, well, I, I think I can. I'm a, I'm you know a person. You know Put that in the air too, dude. You yeah. know, manifest destiny, right? There you go. You can do that. You can do that. But um, it got to the point where I really you, we see Mac Miller all the time, and of course, I guess it was in 2020 with the release of uh, Circles. Um, being on Instagram and stuff, I was seeing a lot of just his face everywhere, and I was like, man, that just, just seems like I should have really given that a bigger a bigger shot because like this doesn't seem like the same kid from 2010 that was like oh, high socks yeah. and the sneakers and talking about like smoking weed and playing video games and just like white kid frat rap stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it sounds like something you would have loved because that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what you again, spent all your time yeah, doing but exactly you would i don't I, I don't know where the disconnect was i have no idea but uh eventually i thought you know what dude what if i listen to a mac miller song what would it would it kill me and so i did and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I just went to Spotify and just listened which to... Song? It was probably 2009. Okay. Which okay. becomes more prevalent than I thought oh, later. Oh, man. Um, so I went to go start... I listened to a few songs. And I stopped and I was like, wait, let me let me go back. Because this doesn't sound like what I thought it was. And I know that it was like... It was just more goofy rap. You know, like the easy, easy Mac with the uh-huh. cheesy raps, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went back and I started at kids and I listened to it and I was like, you know what? This is exactly what I thought it was. And it's catchy, but it's nothing I would write home about. There's nothing like yeah. prevalent in it. But I'm an older like I'm older now, and so it would have set with me back then. You know, it would have it would have connected more. Um so I get through that and I was like, Well, let me let me go ahead and hit the next one. So I hit Blue Slide Park. And yeah, Frick Park part. Market comes on. And I was like, and that, and that was, you know, the biggest one on the, the whole album, obviously, the biggest single. And I was like, this is a pretty dope song, dude. And then he says the line that I've always heard, and I've seen you quote a million times, like, I'm not a hipster, but I can make your hipster. That was my Instagram bio for so long. <laughs> yeah, and I always saw that. But then I heard it, and it, it like, rung a bell. Hey, you're right, like, dude. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> and I was like, shit, that's Mac Miller. And, uh. I catch myself like going through it and then I'm listening to Blue Slide Park again and then a third time and I was like this is really catchy and uh what's the the party party on 5th Avenue party on 5th Ave oh man this is so catchy and I was like this shit sounds good in the ride dude um then I went on and I just kept listening to it and I was like you know what dude I'm gonna make this a thing I'm not gonna listen to anything else until I finish Mac Miller's discography 
And then I hit up Chris halfway through it because I was starting to fall in love. And I was like, Chris, how, do you like, <laughs> like, what do you know about Mac Miller? And he texts me back. He's like, I'm like immediately, dude. I, got, I was like in the middle I of something. I absolutely like, oh, love you Mac talk, Miller. <laughs> you want to talk about Mac Miller? Let's talk about Mac Miller. Yeah, yeah all day. He, yeah, he was at work. <laughs> he was like, let me stop what I'm doing. Let's talk about him. And uh, so we talked a little bit. And then, you know, I noticed Paris at work because I was, I, was, I was, you know, listening to it at work. And he's wearing the Mac Miller shirts, and I, we, you know, we we became friends. And I see your socials and shit, and you're like, "Hey, Mac, I miss you," and all this. And I'm like, "Man, this kid's really like influenced people close to me, my friend, like my new friends, and maybe I should really start paying attention a little bit more." And so I just kept going through it after we all had our conversations, and I'm telling Sayla, "I'm like, man, there are some really good Mac Miller songs." And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of them. There's a lot, dude. And I hit, uh, you know, Oy Vey's, probably Ooh. one of my favorite, just like catchy songs. Bro, right now. I, I, I really fell in love with that song. Like, it's so honest. good. Yeah. And uh, then I, then I got to swimming and it hit me that I was like, oh man, this is, we're like, we're, we're synced up in age now and I'm going like, I'm feeling this. And then Circles came out Oof. and I lose it. It's heavy. I had dude. become a Mac Miller fan overnight in the span of a week of listening to this and to where by the time that last album came out, it hit me like it would have if I were a fan as long as yeah, you guys dude. were. Um, and I knew at that point, this is what everyone's talking about. When when I read articles, when I read papers, when I read anything about Mac Miller, which I've done so much research on the kid uh, in the past month, few months that, that I've been a fan, and everything's like he was a visionary he was an artistic genius he was so influential and going back and listening to the beginning of the discography and listening to kids i was like this i don't get it It doesn't make sense (laughs) then going back and like through the whole thing and then hitting back on one again and listening to the whole discography over and over i was like this kid made leagues and waves ahead of everybody and at the time it was it if you were going through it at the same and not going back, like I have the, with the perspective now that of yeah. what the world is and what the industry is and what rap is like now, but he would have changed the game at that time. And 2009, uh, it's hit me really hard at a time in my life where I wanted that door too. It was 2009 when I was the same age as Mac Miller mm-hmm. and I had a band and I was busting my ass and I was going to make it and I was going to get that life. Bro, you made me carry speakers one time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, we were going in to play and I looked, we had barely even known each other and I was like, that dude, hey Chris, grab these speakers. We're playing a show in there, dude. We played in fucking Hot Topic. We were the only, it was a, what, sound something, sound bark, this company that would promote shows in Hot Topics but they had to be acoustic. Well, we were the first live metal band. Yeah. We had full drums and guitars and everything. And the the hot topic was completely uh, over fire code, like over packed, over capacity. And then the mall afterwards, they let us finish, but they were like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um, and hot topic can't, like hot topic was like, we can't have, it, it has to be acoustic. No exceptions. <laughs> In 2009, I was trying to do that same thing. And then I had a kid at 17. So where his career took off at 17 with the release of, uh, you know, Blue Slide Park and everything and or kids, you know, kids. It, it was yeah. kids. And 
it jump-started his career and he got that life and then he goes through it and then i was raising a kid and i'm doing my thing and we lived two separate lives to where when he died and i'm still doing you know what i'm doing um but then i look back and i, and I think when he says it's not 2009 anymore i know what's behind that door like uh i think back to my point in life where like i know what's behind the door that i chose mm-hmm and it really puts me in a weird perspective in my head to be like, if I could see it now, would I have taken that? Would I have chose a different door? What would life have been like? And everything in that song really connects with what I'm dealing with mentally and in my life right now. And so I listen to it over and over. Yeah, no, yeah, over. dude. He had he had that way about him. Yeah, he had that like like, like insight, that perspective that like you don't get from a, like a, a lot of artists. Yeah. A lot of people just like wrap up what they have or whatever, um, but he like he he had emotions, and that's what he talked about. Yeah, and that that was that was basically my my quick spiel on my journey of how this whole podcast came about, and I you know it went from having this uh, realization of how I discredited an artist that I had given no attention to not even a second glance i gave uh you know no respect to and i just didn't know any of his work and i made an assumption based off appearances alone or just ignorance that had carried no weight and uh so then we thought you know what there's got to be a lot more out there oh yeah let's do this podcast and we'll take these deep dives and be like you know what i can say that I don't like all of their work, but I understand it, and you can differentiate. And it also broadens everything. We're always looking to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Growth. That's the thing that I think that Mac would appreciate is us pushing ourselves to do stuff like this and, and keep – Be you know, her. Be her. You know, exactly. I mean, he was changing the game and everything he did, and so we're trying to do that with everything that we do and, you know, get some get some energy going back in Hot Springs. It's mm-hmm. kind of died down, but, you know, there's always people doing stuff, but I feel like there's there's people coming in with a lot of money to do stuff, and we need to get these everybody local to start supporting yeah, artists, dude. friends, all that things, you know, so. We got to put that culture back in the yeah, town, dude. have to. It's looking real corporate downtown. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I was a Mac Miller fan immediately, um, and half of it was because kids, um, that half the concept and the title and the logo of it was all um, from the movie Kids, which like I was a big fan of. I was edgy kid. Have you have anyone seen Kids at all? No, I'm not. Um, you mean I'm familiar with the kid? Um, no, there's a movie called <laughs> Kids um, by Harmony Corinne about a bunch of teenagers in Brooklyn um, in the '90s, and it's kind. It's like it's a uh, controversial. Okay. Um, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Um, we'll see. Now I'll have to go check that out. Oh, kids movie that doesn't work. No, nah, dude. Yeah, just look at it's right there on on Wikipedia, right there. Ah. Uh, um, but coming of age drama. Yep. Uh huh. And like a lot of the clips that you hear is like, like, um, I love music. All, that's all I can ever think about is music. It's fr- it's like lines from this. They cut it okay. from this movie, and then he's oh, and music. the colors are the same. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Even... Like yeah, the logo is the same. Um, the kid who played the guy who played Roach in Friday next Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's he's one of the leads in this movie. Okay. And um, uh, you'll find links to all of our citations and everything that we and we talk about in you know the instagram uh at 
Disco G's podcast. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to follow along with all these things. But yeah, I see it's it's definitely the same exact colors mm-hmm. as the uh, you know the kids. Yeah, album. it has like Rosario Dawson in it and stuff like that. The movie does. But uh, R. I. P. Roach, mm-hmm. the, the actor. Mm-hmm. Don't know his oh, actual yeah. name, but um, if you had to ask, I could have. Yeah, dude, has like pictures in the word, in the letters, yeah, and everything, dude. Well, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're gonna go watch that movie, Sailor. I never would have so. made that connection. I'm a huge uh, fan. Yeah, of it. yeah, like I said, I I was just a fan of the movie already, and I saw the logo, and I was like, that's worth checking out. Look at the, first off, look at that boombox. <laughs> yeah. Man, I see. Just <laughs> talking about this, it leads me to something I wanted to hold off to the end, but I can't. I, I have to tell it now. Just talking about yeah. what a visionary he is and how genius this kid is, is that uh, it's little things like that. Like you said, it's the same exact. He took the inspiration. Uh-huh. But like, you know, uh, Paris says, like, I didn't even know that. But it's these little things like, <clears throat> for example, the album Circles, it is an audio circle itself where the very last chord of the last song it ends on what's called an unstable chord and it's very unsettling and it doesn't feel right and it kind of like it it feels like it's unfinished right Mm -hmm. but if you let it play and you put the album on loop when it goes from that last chord it automatically transitions to the very first chord of the very first song and it ends on a stable chord and it picks it back up. So literally from the first track to the last track is a perfect circle that goes all the way back around. What? And the album's called Circles. And it blew my mind. I went down this rabbit hole of like all this Mac Miller stuff on, Insta- yeah, or on Paris YouTube. Paris already knew. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you no, nodding. I, 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 got, I was like, went to work and told Paris. To I was like, dude, did you know? And he's like, I didn't know. I was like, oh, my God. And I so, did notice they kept it when they dropped the deluxe. They kept that unstable chord on the second uh, yeah the 14 track yeah exactly and then like i said if you put it on loop it bends back around to one okay. and it picks up to where there's no break in it it sounds like it goes straight from the end back to the beginning and um, that's another thing i have problems with is like everything is in circles all the time i loop my thoughts dude everything i do is i've just, seen you yeah i know i'll walk <laughs> literally walk in circles <laughs> and so but again just where he was before he died and where i am now like mentally in life i'm like I wish he were around to help me get through the rest of this. I have to figure it out on my own, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so like I said, I was, I was a fan immediately of it. And then, like, I was I was, I was, the kid wearing the backpack and the backwards hat and, like, drinking and trying to hang out with any, any, any girl at all. Like, I didn't care about anything else. So, like, I was vibing with that. And then, like, parties you, is, is, is an album you can just throw on. It's like it's kind of mindless because it's just like, just so like poppy. Like, like yeah, you just like hang if out. You're, if you're paying attention to it, you're gonna catch you know a lot of funny little lines and and be like, oh man, that was that was really clever. Mm-hmm. And then, or you could just play in the background, you know. Mm-hmm. I was 100 percent not fun enough to know any of his music. Then I think the only reason I even knew who Mac Miller was was because Katie listened to him. Oh yeah. One of our good friends, Brittany, that we went to high school with, she partied a lot and did stuff, so she was around people who yeah. listened to Brittany that. Brittany definitely knew who Mac. Yeah, Miller yeah, was. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> out of the two, even me and Katie being identical twins, she just experienced more than I did and I was the like loser that just stayed at home and listened to emo music and she went out to like parties and stuff and had fun so she was exposed to different kind of music than me but 
then she would tell me about certain songs and so I was like okay yeah whatever but then once you started playing him out loud around the house then you have one song that gets stuck in my head and I'm like okay now I'm gonna listen to it again then Spotify leads to the next thing and then I'm talking about him with you guys so. yeah, yeah the whole discography <laughs> yeah and now you'll be able to just like one day you know you're hanging out with somebody else or you're doing your own thing and either it comes across organically or like just you know on a playlist or you'll be like what's that one mac miller song because like, <laughs> i went up to paris one day and i was like hey man what's the one that does this it did the little you know the little melody and uh came back later and i was like oh, it was donald trump he was i was like it was stuck in my head i didn't know where from but i knew it was mac miller dude <laughs> um and so you will catch yourself doing little things like that. Uh, Paris, I wanted to ask you, man. What's up? You being, uh, you know, an artist yourself and a rapper, particularly. Tell us what Mac Miller means to you, man. Give us your spill. You're obviously a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say Mac behind Lil Wayne has had like the huge, biggest impact on like me as a person and as an artist. Um, I there's like an age gap between me and Mac. So you guys were probably more closer to his age than me. I was 21 when he died. So there's yeah. like a five. Age. We're, we're 28 right now. Chris is 29. Tw- yeah. 29. We're 28. And so, and you just turned 24, had a 24 birthday on the 24. Yeah. <laughs> he told him it was his golden birthday. And he was like, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, dude, this is it. Learn something new every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> had so, no idea. But I no. didn't know until my golden birthday either. Then other people were like, telling me about it and i said oh yeah once you find out it's already too late to care right most people i mean at at this mine was seven mine was when i was seven so that's what i was telling you i wasn't as drunk as i would have liked to have been i was still very drunk but (laughs) a little drunk but not not as much as i would like to have been i immediately went home i was like babe it's my golden birthday. <laughs> Yours when you were 14. I actually get to enjoy mine. She's like, dude, every birthday is my golden birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. 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 Right. Uh, my older sister, Celie, she had the best golden birthday because her birthday is the 21st of August. So she turned 21 on her golden birthday. Whoa. So you get to have extra celebration. Yeah. And not to be confused with a golden shower. Because golden birthdays and golden showers are not the same thing. Hi, Cochino. <laughs> you may get a golden shower on your golden birthday. <laughs> on my golden birthday, I threw up in my shirt pocket. Yeah? On the way home. And did you carry it the whole time? <laughs> no, dude, no. I, went, I immediately went and passed out. Um, everyone, everyone else went to Waffle House on my birthday. Without you? Without me. Yeah. Was, but, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that, man. Man, I was trying to, I was trying to leave the bar for like... An hour and people just oh it's your birthday let me buy you a drink and I'm I'm not rude. I had a so there was a, a New Year's Eve party. I was like helping DJ for a friend one time and I brought all my stuff. This big setup and like had this great playlist and people were requesting things. It was a good time. But would have been better if you had Mac Miller on that it, playlist. Oh my god, it would have been so much better. You know how many bangers I would have put on there for Mac. Nothing Miller, but dude? Mac Miller all Nothing night. But, yeah. All right, this is the Mac Miller hour. Um, but I was drunk and passed out before nine o'clock and it was a it was a new year's eve party before 9 p.m <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um i had pictures of like me face down on the deck in my jacket and like full oh, I remember that. And everything yeah so I remember that. They, yeah they went on facebook and uh i'll be was, looking at these when i when yeah I get home. <laughs> look so and then there are nights when you're like last man standing and you kind of just put everyone else to bed and you're like all right well i guess i'm done for the night but look if you say that you haven't had one of those nights where you're just the asshole passed out before the party starts, you're lying. I did that on a different birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, like, wait till eight. I was like, you have till seven. 
that's <laughs> just me and my everyday life. I'm always falling asleep. So yeah, we're like, like I <laughs> yeah, if I take too long to get ready before we go out, she's already like in her PJs and in bed. She's like, I'm not going anymore. It's six 30. What do you mean? <laughs> <not going? laughs> yeah, man. There was, like I said, there was that huge age gap. Um, I didn't, that's where we got off the age yeah. gap. So I never knew kids existed. I knew like some of the songs, but I first heard him with smile back, which is off of blue slide, blue Park. slide park. Yeah. So that was 2011. I, and immediately, okay, he's white. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at the time, there's no G-Eazy. There's no Post Malone. There's right. no Lil Dicky. Yeah. All you have is Eminem. And Eminem. I wasn't a big Eminem fan, but I was like, I like this kid. He's running while rapping. Yeah. He has talent. Yeah. And uh, so that was the start of a beautiful relationship, man. Um, didn't really grow up with him. Like I said, it was the age gap. So by the time he was depressed, I was just now living the party <laughs> life. And, yeah. And I, I didn't really party like that anyway. So his frat rap didn't wasn't well, as big to me as the rest of his discography. Well, I want to use that then as a kind of a, a sounding board for the concept of what he was doing when he was our age. It resonated with us. And as he grew and went through things and became depressed and had real life issues and, and struggled with uh, substance abuse and alcohol and everything else and the fame and, and everything that he went through at the time, like I said, it, we can feel the ride emotionally in the dip because it was almost like the same thing we were going through and then even where he like comes back up and he's you know in good am he's like yeah i just i just want to do yeah. my thing but he's like i haven't stopped fucking with everything but like you know i'm, I'm just, just not hitting to, it as yeah, much yeah exactly know? like feel that until you get to like swimming and circles and you're like yo dude i'm just depressed and i'm just trying to make it through every day that's what the concept of those like especially circles or swimming i guess was just Mm -hmm. i'm just trying to make it through today and that's it and that's what it feels like every day so what was it like for you being younger when you when he was through that more depressive you know downside uh influence it, does that breed into the artist like um, like Juice World and everything else where it, it did breed an entire uh, genre of like depressive rap? Because we didn't really have things like that, you know? We had we had 90s rap, yeah. and then we had early 2000s like, like Eminem 50 and Cent. 50 Cent. Um, <laughs> you know, and then you had like Aesop Rock in like early 2000s and stuff, which is like one of my uh, favorite rappers, uh, another white guy. But... You had stuff like that, but you know, and then we had like that Asher Roth and Mac Miller, and at the time it was frat rap and it was hype and everything. We, I mean, we had Kid Cudi. We had Kid Cudi. He was like the original depressive rap, but even really then, know. that was like it was. He was doing it in a way that wasn't so sad. It was like I'm happy underneath, or you know, on top of all this. But then again, have you ever heard "Suicidal Thoughts" by Biggie? Yeah. <sighs> But you know, <laughs> that's a heavy dark song, it dude. Is. And I can't wait to get to the you know old Biggie discography too. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. But so back like to what the actual question is: is did you being younger and hearing that type of rap and like and and a rapper talking about his emotions and all the and like I said, yeah. what he inspired other artists to do and to be more open about the way that they feel and everything. Um, be it if it is dark. Did that have an influence on you where you're like, yo, every rapper just talks about like being depressed and stuff all the time? We didn't have that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Um, I listen to guys like Lil Wayne. Uh, so yeah. So wouldn't we not? Need to, de- yeah, so. not depressed. My mom's calling me. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> um, I listen to guys like Lil Wayne who aren't really rapping about that type of stuff. Yeah. 
uh, and I was very oblivious. Like, so I'm bumping Macadelic, and he's like, he's getting there to like, he's yeah. sipping lean now. He's, yeah. he's <laughs> I'm completely oblivious. I'm just like, this shit is so good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm staying up at night. I'm singing these songs, and I'm just like, he's just having an impact on me. It wasn't until I got older that I was like, oh. He was fucking depressed, and I and yeah, I wasn't. And so I, I didn't know I did. anything about it. Exactly. Oh, it makes sense now. I understand. But to your point of bringing up Juice World, um, I would say like Juice, XXX, and Tassian, Those guys were what maybe Mac Miller was to you guys, because as I was going through that stuff, they're going through that yeah. stuff, but they're a little bit yeah, yeah. younger than me. Right. Already going through that stuff, so it's like life just gets yeah. sucks uh, sooner and sooner. It seems like. Yeah, it, you know. And it, it is weird because it does feel like our parents were, they weren't so strap up your boots like their parents were, you know? Um, their parents, like the generation before them was the married, you know, boomers and everything. Then our parents' which generation. Cap, which was cap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All depressed it, in, in their relationship. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. You'd like put on airs, you know? And then you get to our parents, which is the generation of divorce. And then you get to our generation, well, us, you know, which is the generation of um, broken home kids. And you get all that emotion, all those emo kids, all these. And then yep. we have young babies, and now we're and really it's trickling trying. down. And it is. We're trying desperately to, like, keep families together for our kids, which yeah. is, you know, like, Selah and I, we have a daughter, and she's 10 and uh, about to be 11. And it just, you know, we are so jealous of her sometimes because we're like, what's that like to have both of your parents like kiss right. you and, and hug you and hold you? Because we didn't have, <laughs> neither of us had that. And to be like every single night, I know that my parents are in there and they love each other and they're not fighting and you don't wake up to aggression and hate and, and all these things that, um, it's just a different world for her. And yeah. we're like, what is that like? You know, but that's what we're trying to create for her. And then, so hopefully sh her kids can be a generation of like happy kids that can all change the world because they're not all broken and yeah. they're not all Everyone's being raised man. like our kid's a great kid she's got a great life but she's raised by young parents so there's a lot that's going to come with that when she gets older that i don't we're gonna have to see what kind of psychological baggage that carries you know um so it's just crazy how it does feel like everything changes in generations and like you were saying um it was you know you didn't have that uh we or it feels like you're getting sadder sooner. It's like, yeah. it does feel like, you know, you, you can kind of see everyone else kind of fall apart at certain times. And I'm just hoping that where everyone older than me says, don't worry. Like, it's just your twenties, man. I'm like, I'm so done with my twenties. I can't Bro, I'm almost wait there, dude. to be 30. I'm almost there. Like months, five months. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. ready to start over. Reset. Yo. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. I'm just, look, my twenties, there's been some fun, but there's been a lot of, crazy things too i'm just i feel like at 30 you're really coming into your own you know what you want out of life you know what you're good at i always like wanted to be the funny guy in every situation but as you get older and like mental stuff just attacks your brain you're like i can't think anymore and i'm usually not funny anymore but then i'm like i'm really good at producing and making other people like sound really good so then you know i start the studio and i'm like i really like doing this and you kind of figure out what you're into and then you start 
you stop doing that thing as a teenager where you're like, I don't like that band, but you listen to them, but you say you don't because it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, you will listen to everything shamelessly. You will sing it out loud. You yeah, don't dude. care who hears. And if they're like, you listen to that, you're like, I'm ashamed. You're, I'm, I'm sorry yeah. you don't. Yeah. You know? You're missing out, buddy. Yeah, you're missing out. That's kind of like how you're missing out on Mac Miller. Yeah. I was so missing out on Mac Miller, dude. Man, you could you could have been through it with us all, dude. You could have been on that roller coaster. Maybe that's why I'm like having issues now is I'm going through it. You know? But I mean, like, I mean, you did have your own journey though, and that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, we'll like, get, there's a lot of when. Look, you think I talk now, dude? Wait <laughs> till we get to Lincoln Park on Hybrid Theory. There's gonna be an episode on that album alone, and, <laughs> and then we'll get into the rest because it. I do have a lot to say. I have not listened to the rest of their discography because. In my opinion, their quality of music, not the quality. The, the quality was amazing. <laughs> what they did was just not something I followed. Mm-hmm. And so after Chester, you know, uh, passed away, that's another thing. We won't be getting any more music from Linkin Park ever again. That is the original, you know, like Linkin yeah. Park. And when people, there's another debate we can have eventually that. We got time for does, that. We got time for that. Does, not, right, not right now, though. Does the lead singer make the band a lot of people will say no i stand on the side of the fence that says yes because if look i'm not saying that that's the only thing to focus on but i'm saying that like that's the voice of the band if you change that then it's just a different band but (laughs) otherwise every band would theoretically could just be the same if it didn't matter like what they there are like you could tell a drummer's style you can tell a a, guitarist like literally talk with their instruments and there's there's a passion behind that but when you change the lead the voice of the band it's like oh that's a different band now so we'll never hear chester like lincoln park chester stuff and it just I want to take the journey because even I did some hard judgment on Lincoln Park towards the end where I was like, that last album Man, was garbage. If, if that's what this is about, we have a lot of artists to cover, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be talking shit. Yeah, yeah, well. Redemption art. It is. That's what the, yeah, maybe this is a. This is a redemption. It's a redemption thing. We're going to see. Oh, if hell. We're, we're going to see if we're justified in what we think or if our opinions can be swayed, you know? Ooh, so. Tell him. Going back to, uh, and I know we're not going to dwell on this too long. Uh, the if the lead singer makes a band or not, I I don't listen to bands. I'm I'm sorry. I've like only listened to rap. Yeah. I'm a rapper, but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like does the artist make the artist or does the producer? Well, exactly. So if you if you look at it like that, um, people that argue no, the lead singer doesn't make the band. The band can still be very much who they are without that person, and you can change out the singer. Okay, take an individual artist like a rapper mm-hmm. and change change that member is it the same thing no it's just one other guy doing something else and it's like but also it's not the same thing a producer can save or can make or not or break mm-hmm. an artist that's true too so like when i started out i was producing my own shit didn't know how to produce shit was ass yeah and now that i know more how to produce more my quality is like 10 times higher so it's like yeah the, me no, I mean, being I mean, my like, own producer like yeah like absolutely like like future would not be nearly nah, as big nah. if Mike Will hadn't made it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like he's he's you know he's he, he bops he bops yeah, for right. sure. But um, th- it's the beats. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. That's why I'm turning up. Then I'm again, turning yeah. that beat yeah. up. I'm turning I the love. Bass. I l- and I'm gonna go ahead and say it because at this point everybody knows, and it's it's a it's a it's a meme like quality thing now. Um, I love Limp Biscuit. 
And I saw a meme today. To every, <laughs> I get sent Limp Biscuit memes all the time from all of my friends, every one of them. That's because it's so rare to find somebody, somebody who's <laughs> such a big fan of Limp Biscuit. Yeah, and shamelessly, too. You're you know, everyone's like, friend who talks likes about Limp, it. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Um, you, you broke your hand about Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, well, after this life, I have to be Fred Durst before I go to hell for eternity. And my hand was the contract in that. So You know what? It, Signed, sealed, and delivered. There are probably people Paris's age who are saying, like, wait, who's Limp Bizkit? There yeah, are definitely. I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't see, know who those he, are. You know, <laughs> no idea. Yourself. Yeah. He sounds like a Hobo Johnson or whatever that nigga's name is. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're a big Hobo Johnson fan, aren't big you? Hobo Johnson. Oh, you God. see? And oh, God. I would like to dig into him one day, too. More like what? Slam I just poetry. Like, I just really like, yeah, I just really like poetry. Yeah. So I have, like, a lot of, like, even, like, bands that do, yeah. like, spoken yeah, word. Yeah, you can respect that. You're right. I respect that. He made me cringe, though. I mean, I. I get it. I do. Well, I Chris, do. you're you're very familiar with a lot of like slam poetry style music. Like, what's that other that one artist you showed me that is with the wooden heart thing? Oh, listener, listener. Oh, god, dude. If you you want to just feel something, you just put <laughs> stuff like that on, and it's music. But it's just it's slam poetry can be very effective in certain ways. And I, I, I started writing poetry again. Neat. Did you? I did. I did. Oh, really? Hold the no. phone. Yeah. Yeah. About a, about a little Do we get to read some of it? Not here. Well, later. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't I wait. I want to see. I'm published. By the way. Are you? Yeah. Really? By who? I, I don't know. I sent it in in high school. Oh, okay. It's like a little contest. Do you still have it? I never even got it. I was poor, bro. I had to steal my yearbook. <laughs> I, I, don't even, I was so poor, I didn't even have a yearbook, and I was too dumb to think and to steal I, one. And I stole the cap and gown, too. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, provided. you guys should have been working because... <laughs> we'll see. I decided to work on the yearbook, and then they give you a free yearbook since you helped make it. So that's why yeah. I did. I well, worked guess for what? it. Point, I point. saved a ton of money <laughs> on my senior year by switching to parenting. So <laughs> that's you? not yeah. true, but that's that <laughs> good financial <laughs> advice. <at> all. <laughs> well, turns out I did the math wrong, and I'm paying for it severely now. So at least you didn't buy a class ring. I didn't. But, no, you know, I don't. Imagine I the would, people who I did. wouldn't have. I wouldn't have because I all, even at that time I was like, that was ridiculous. It's so dollars on steel. I try to wear like right. man jewelry at all. Like no rings. I I ain't shopping ranks. Dude, I, I hate even wearing my <laughs> wedding ring. Like I, I lost it in the ocean last summer and I still haven't replaced it because I'm like, I just don't want to wear one. Just because I just don't. But I say that, but I do like leathery jewelry. I like, uh, I have this necklace that's, you know, and like a, a wrist strap thing. It's, anyways. That's your white side? That's, <laughs> that's dude, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's some Creed bullshit for sure. Like, that's, yeah. That's my white side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. For but, sure. Uh, that's AJ coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. AJ, the artist. God, it's cringy. Um, so let's go to let's go into the discography. Let's look at a little bit, and so we can actually talk about. Uh, we'll spend this last little bit talking about our uh, our opinions on albums real quick, and kind of hit some high notes of like some some songs you can check out. Because uh, what we can do is we can give everyone the beats of, you know, what are the high notes, and then they will follow on their own. I promise you listen to enough really good Mac Miller tracks, you're going to listen to every Mac Miller track. Mm -hmm. Hey, just, I know it's a super mom thing to say, but just fair warning to anyone who has children. Not safe for um, Yeah, I just was cleaning house, and I normally just put it out <laughs> loud, and I was like, okay, I'll start this, and I just hit play and walked away, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to pause that real quick. <laughs> I didn't say that. I thought it, because, yeah. you know. 
That's what yeah. I'm watching for. So then I start looking through all of his songs. I'm like, well, there's got to be at least one album that's okay. No, it was explicit almost all the way down. I was going to say, hope you didn't play Good AM or... Uh, uh, yeah, so then I switched to... Yeah, so I switched... Oh, God, yeah, Macadelic. I was up at 4.30, so I was like, okay, I'll listen to it in my headphones. And the intro to that one... is too early for that. It hit yeah. me like that, and I was like, oh, dang, this is more of like a this afternoon kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it was very uh, early introduction to the Divine Feminine where it was like, man, you're just going to yeah. put that album on and don't listen to it in public. No, because there's lots of moaning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Intense sexual emotion, energy. It is. Yeah. Off it is. the wall. He was in so, love, though, so it's okay. It was. Yeah, and, and see. I, and I don't, I wouldn't, Macadelic's probably like my, and I say least favorite in the sense that like, if I had to rank them, but I still enjoy They're it. all favorites. Yeah, they're all favorites. It's just <laughs> my favorite. least favorite. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, just for what that album was like, y- that one didn't say much in the sense of like, oh, hey, speak to my soul and my life right now. It was just, let me get that sex album on. <laughs> and, uh, but I, those are necessary. I respect those for what it's worth. So it's a, it's a good album, and it's got a lot of really good songs on it. It was a lot of uh, introducing him with other artists, too, after Blue Slide Park and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's where he was, people were recognizing him, and he was getting some clout and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was a really, really good album. Um, I'll say, um, I, I fucking love Macadelic. He basically just telling his critics, like, fuck y'all, like, I'm gonna make the music I wanna make. But also, you can see, like, so I didn't know this. Blue Side Park was apparently like people fucking hated that. It, well, it was it was recognized as like a frat rap thing, yeah. you know. Um, people, it was his debut album. It was a big hit, and everyone loved it. But a lot of white kids that loved it, yeah. and you know, people were recognizing that okay, the kids got bars, the kids got talent. He can rap for sure, but can he say anything? Does he have anything substantial? Yeah. Like man, these just. Uh, I mean, got, I, I mean, he I, got a fucking I, ranking of one out of. Oh, sorry, for cussing. Uh, uh, he, he got a ranking like one out of ten by like Metacritic or whatever. I was like, yeah, how? How could you de- it, destroy my boy like that? Right. <laughs> it will, especially right after that album. That was where he started already, like seeing the the dark side yeah, of, yeah. of the industry and how like fame can turn on you in an instant. And, and like, that's what I liked oh, about Macadelic was you, he started to show these bits and pieces of yeah. what he would soon become. But it's also sad because like all oh, he's went from just happy dropping all this, up, yeah, yeah, to like I'm depressed now, starting to smoke weed and yeah. sibling and he's like my idols, like they're gonna see me, like I'm gonna uh, this is my opportunity, and then all your idols are like. Yo, miss me with yeah. that bullshit. And then help like, you was white. So. Exactly. And they're and they're bashing on you because of that stuff. And that really messes with you, dude. So to come out of well, that I mean, and I just mean, still, like, put it to it every day. First off, like, bit of advice for life in general for anyone. Never meet your idols. No. Never meet your idols. Mm-hmm. No. I would meet Matt Miller, for sure. Um, Only one way to do that now, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's fucking go. But... Yeah, no, start, start with this discography, bro. Well, um, um, going from, you know, we talked a little bit about kids and as far as as far as far some hit tracks off of kids, man, do you have anything you would recommend? I mean, Nike's on my feet is like yeah. like quintessential Mac Miller. Like, and to if, be if, a if I'm making you, If I'm making you um, Mac Miller mix CD, no, that's, that's the first one I'm throwing on. Yeah. Um, just the video was size is his whipping in his Honda relatable. Yeah, very still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had the PlayStation and the Hondas. Uh-huh. Dude. We were playing under or Need for Speed Underground in mm-hmm. the Civic. We and then like like, like frat rap bops like like um 
senior skip day. Yeah. It was like, like that, that's, that's just the day. I'm going to sit around in, in my Adidas track pants yeah. and my slides. And well, that's what that's I was what telling all day. when we were talking about it one day is that that's another thing that I and a lot of other people respected Mac for was that you can – they respected him being white in the sense that – that first album, he wasn't rapping about things he didn't know about. Like, it's so annoying when white rappers are just talking about these. Or any rappers. Or, or any rapper. I, I'm bad at doing this myself. <laughs> but so, so talking about just like, you know, like just this really fucking aggressive hood life. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, you live with your mom and sleep on the couch and you play video games all day and like hang out with your other white friends yeah. and stuff. And it, it just didn't come across to the point where he was trying to talk about things he didn't know. He was literally just saying like, this is what I do. And all day, every day, I'm just trying to hang out and kick it. And, and probably, people respected that. And that's probably what, where the delay was. Like, if you think about it, like you got this, he, I assume he had both his parents, oh, yeah. suburban lifestyle. What can he rap about? He hasn't gone through anything. Exactly. So it's like until he, it wasn't until he'd gone through stuff. It's like his music just took a whole nother turn and matured. And he, was just fucking spinning bars. Bro. Oh yeah, well, because after he went through some things, you know. But yeah, it took him going through unfortunately. Yeah, some but see, that's where you can tell because of the way that that's all laid out. You can tell from the beginning he's always had, he's always been very insightful of who he is. Mm-hmm. He's always known what he can push the boundaries on. He's never said the n word. He didn't feel like he had to do that it's as a rapper. Wild, never. He got it, so many people, Tyler, yeah. and Kendrick, they're like, Boy, just say it, bro. You get well, the pass. Even, even uh, who is it? Action Bronson is like on, does that, you know, that skit, the who the fuck is Mac Miller skit uh, on watching movies with the sound off. And he uses it a lot. And he's yeah. a white rapper. Um, and so, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I ain't finna say shit to Action Bronson. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So that's the lifestyle there. Right. And, He'll throw me. That's why, like Larry King. He was on an interview with Larry King and 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 RIP. Yeah, and he uh, he asked, you know, do you use the word? And Max like, no, never. And he was like, never. And he's like, no, I don't even like the word. He's like, if you like, I don't like being said around me yeah. just from anybody else. But obviously, he's one of those people like, look, you do your thing, and I'm just gonna do my thing. And he respected everything enough. He was so aware of himself to know, like, all right. I'm not going to step out of my boundaries to talk about things I don't know about, mm-hmm. but I do. Let me, I could talk about what I know about really well, and I could do it really well. And then as he's going through stuff, he's being honest with himself and talking about, you know, the big breakup with Ariana and everything yeah. that he, he put that into an album alone, uh, which was what, Good AM, like right around that time. Wait, was Ariana Grande? Yeah. yeah. I heard them do the song together on there. Oh, they was together together. Yeah, oh, they were, to- yeah, they were yeah. fully involved. Yeah. He like mm-hmm. left. He left social for like almost a year afterwards when they broke up. Cause I, it, and I know they. I think they broke up like the first time was probably around good AM. Yeah. And then that's when he was like, "All right, I'm, I'm fine now. I'm still going yeah. to sip, but I'm, I'm good." And then they got yeah, back together. Yeah. And he was like, "Look, when she's doing her thing and I'm doing mine, I wish her well. I think she wishes me well." But that's, yeah, that's like, it really thing, it hit him hard. They had so much respect. For, like now when people but she break got up, like Pete Davidson after that, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people break up now and like immediately, oh, you're my ex, so I gotta fucking hate you. But yeah. like with them, it was like, I still got love for you. I always respect you. You made me who I am. Yeah. And it's like, I respect that, bro, because mm-hmm. you don't see that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get that passion, like it, it hurts whenever, you know, 
something ends, but if you have that perspective, again, being completely aware of himself to be like, look, this just wasn't healthy for us and you're doing your thing and I'm doing mine. I wish you well. And, you know, um, and for him to take a step back instead of being on social and like making it worse for himself or for her or for anybody and just like showing your ass just to take a step back. The kid was just I still like learned that lesson. Yeah, dude, that, <laughs> the, the kind of control he has is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but speaking of like him him just rapping about what he knows, another bop off kids. Um, was Kool-Aid and frozen pizza? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a work of art. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's a good one, dude. It's a banger. <laughs> um But I mean I mean knock knock was really good, but it's like real poppy, like Yeah. What's funny is the first three songs you said off that album are the Three songs I have in my notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nike's on my feet. Senior skip day. And now you said those are the must. So if you're if you're going through with us and you're listening to it, you know, um, hit those. You mm-hmm. know, and if you're just trying to do a quick play of through everything, we're going to mm-hmm. give you you know all the highlights. So, um, Sally, did you have any notes on kids? Uh, yeah, I was just surprised on. I think it's don't mind if I do when it, it, at first I was like I can't. Does this sound like fireflies? Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Owl City, and I was like, "What? Maybe that's just a coincidence." And then it full on played it like the plays clip. The verse. And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Speaking speaking of a song that like like gets me every time, I'll, I'll listen to at least the intro and it's the spins. Mm-hmm. Like just that like bubbly noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. I'm coming up. I'm gonna come on up here yeah, now. There you go. All right, is that better? Everyone can hear me great now. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, so going on to Blue Slide Park, um, which was... Well, well, I mean, Twin, that was best day ever. They had yeah, that, yeah. They had well, that little... well, and I forget because what I, what I was telling Paris at one time is that we were talking about the discography and uh, he said, I'm on best day ever already. And I was like, you know, already, dude, like that's way into it. And he was like, no, no, that was like right after Kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about it. It was almost a like a mixtape for him. Like, yeah. Just like, well... Mm-hmm. The way that Spotify sets it up, if you're going through it, the discography on Spotify, it shows the best day ever in 2015 as the remaster. Mm. So it was like the yeah. complete, you know, remaster. Yeah, so I listened collection. to it out of order for yeah. sure. I mean, that was the only one that's out of order. But mm. those, all those, that entire album, if you're doing it on Spotify, it should be down before um, yeah, it Blue should Slide be, it should be, Yeah, it should be between kids. And so Blue then you Slide have Park. the Oy and Donald Trump mm-hmm. and all those other hits that really put him on the market too. Best pick thing ever. Blue Slide Park. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I would say like, um, there's like all these projects that he put out, but you could kind of group them together. So like, I would group like Kids, Best Day Ever, and even uh, Blue Slide Park mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got like you know Macadelic watching movies with the sound off, and then I would like maybe put Good AM with, the divine, with feminine, the divine Feminine, and then Circles. I feel that, dude. You get it. That's kind of how it did feel like in yeah. sections oh, yeah. of his life and the energy. You had the frat rap stuff, which is full of, you know, uh, the the Blue Slide Park stuff back to kids. And then exactly like you just laid it out. And that's a perfect way of looking at it. So yeah. it's what I told Sayla. She was having trouble um, trying to get through some of it because, you know, she doesn't like just sit down and listen to a lot of rap and everything. And she will with me. But it's... I was like, why don't you just skip over a little bit and go straight to circles and uh, swimming. Go straight to crying. Yeah, basically. go straight to swimming <laughs> in circles because I feel like that's a time, that's a period you're going to love. And mm-hmm. she, she did hit back with like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's it. Because you know, the whole frat rap thing, it's like she, well, here's the thing. she didn't get that. I know? think music so much is like, you know, dependent on what I'm doing when I'm listening to it because his earlier stuff that's oh, more that's yeah. why I said I totally wasn't fun enough for it at the time when he was making that earlier music because I didn't understand that at all and if I was just like hanging out around people um 
it probably would have hit a lot different than when I'm like up at 4 a.m. drinking coffee, getting <laughs> right. my day started, trying to clean before the yeah. kid wakes up. So, but then by the afternoon and she's outside playing and I'm just like have it on in the background doing stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, I could listen to this. Because yeah. I mean, the only time really I listened to rap growing up is because my older brother introduced me to it. So, um, you know, some wide variety of stuff he would listen to from like tech nine to three six mafia stuff like that so i mean it was just hit or miss for me yeah Yeah, he did have excellent taste so he's somebody i would have loved to have had uh you know on this podcast he was oh for sure he was a really great guy and as far as you know his artistic ability and, and music influence and everything he was he put her on the right track, that's for sure. So Yeah. And I appreciate so, that. He's one of the big people that influenced me into music and helped me fall in love with it in different genres. So now I have you to make me talk about it and experience new stuff like Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Mac That concludes part one of the Mac Miller special. We hope you had as much fun as we did and that you tune in next week to catch part two, where we continue our discography deep dive on the late and great Easy Mac with the cheesy raps. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Disco G's Podcast and let us know what you think and leave any comments, questions, feedback. Also, go follow our boy Paris on Instagram and all other social platforms at Save by Paris, where you can check out his show, Another Motherfucking Podcast, and keep up to date on all the cool projects he has going on. Check out the VVNC Studio Showcase, wherever you get your podcast, for a taste of all the other shows produced by Vapor Valley Noise Cult. Thank you. See you next week. This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult.